that note, somebody completely different, Andy. Andy Haywood. This is one of the more unique dudes I've met in uh, in Hawks Bay, and um, somebody you know walking down the street, you might walk right by that guy and go not think anything but then he might catch his t-shirt and go what the hell did that say you know <laughs> that's the thing so andy haywood or aka king andy of Hamwana. oh my goodness this guy how talented creative, he is man. creative dude yeah andy is amazing and um, it's like he can't help himself too like he just has to do these things to stir the pot and put out all this creativity Completely. and like, oh, you know what? This is going to make people laugh or this is going to yeah. kind of twist people around and he just yeah. has to do it. You know, He can't see. It's, it's, it's almost like Andy's job is to look at a plain object or a, um, you know, like a, a, a phrase or something like or something that's really commonplace mm. and completely twist it on its head and turn it into something that's, that's just so odd, yeah. you know, and that's the best thing. So Andy is a um, is a designer, artist, um, just amazing creative person. That cartoonist, cartoonist. That's yeah. right. Yeah, cartoonist who I met many years ago, like about twenty years ago, uh, when he was the um, he ran the uh, the kids page. Yeah. for the local newspaper, the Hawks Bay Today. And he created these incredible characters and um, really funny, kind of slightly gross, yeah. kid-friendly, um, you know, articles and things. And he's he's taken that theme of, of funny, odd, slightly gross into um, a whole avenue of, of kind of merchandising of products and, um, and fashion, you know, T-shirt printing and things like that. Um, he's also, but, but he's really into Waka armor you yeah, know, as yeah, well. Like I had no thing. idea about that. So he's super sporty, yeah. um, and has these incredible adventures of, of being on the high seas as well. It kind of makes sense, you know, when you think about it, you know, I could see him like, oh, a lot sort of swashbuckling. Yeah. He's a bit of a pirate, <laughs> that dude, you know, you total know? pirate, pirate yeah. in every way, shape or form. Um, yeah, I could see him being on a, an old ship back in the day, you know, and joking yeah. around. Yeah, but he's, uh, again, he lives coastal, so he's at uh, Hamoana and has been there for a long time. He's a total identity out there. Um, and, yeah, he's he's got a, a, you know, he's part of a collective um, uh, store in Napier called the Department of Curiosities um, on Hastings Street, which Go has all this stuff. Go check yeah. it out um, and um, have a look online for his, for all of his stuff, we'll yeah, take him we, in the episode notes. Yeah, we give him a notes. pretty good plug at the end from memory. Yeah, uh, you know where he says you can find his stuff, and but he is just so fun. Yeah. He is the best dude. So have a listen and enjoy King Andy. Oh, you're a shore boy. Yeah. East Coast Bays. Yeah, East Coast Road. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we, um, they shifted down here because uh, my dad's parents were in Havelock North and then they ended up buying in Waipawa. So I grew up in Waipawa. Uh, really? HP, so. I'm a Takapau girl. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Or Takapau, as I should yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Correct pronunciation. <laughs> my apologies. Yep. Yeah, good I, times. I, yep, I loved growing up in uh, Waipawa, S- small town, river, beach. 
um, bogans. It was great. Um, <laughs> and a great public swimming pool. Oh, yeah. yeah. We used to have to go, when I was at Takapo School, at yeah. Takapo Primary, we used to have our swimming sports days at the Waipawa pools. Always on the coldest day. On day. the coldest yeah. day. And what's the beach near there? Is there a... uh, um, Pauriri is probably oh, the closest. Yeah, it's probably about 20 minutes Yeah, no, I've been drive. there. It's amazing. Yeah. That's the one with all the little houses kind of yeah, yeah, and now yeah. there's little campsites and stuff yeah. it's pretty beautiful there yeah yeah. there's Pauriri and Kaidako yeah. and Aramoana and yeah, yeah. Um, Blackhead I just remember going to Pauriri because it was the closest but um, yeah yeah the others we went to if you wanted something slightly different <laughs> different cool. sand <laughs> and did you go to Central Hawke's Bay High I School did. I did excellent College, cool yeah it's um Probably, yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> I, um, they used to have um, Mufti Days, uh, yeah. if you remember that, of a Mufti Day. And you know what a Mufti Day is, eh? I have no idea what so, a Mufti Day is. So normally you're wearing a uniform for yeah. most of the time, which is um, Nomads. Nomads? nomads? Yeah, I nomads had my Nomads, shoes. yes. Yeah, actually loved Nomads because they're great for um, splashing in puddles because they're that flat sole. Mm. You get a good splash on them. Very good splash, and yeah. they were quite absorbent, the yeah. soles as well. <laughs> so mud and things would make your soles extra and spongy. They, and they kind of lasted forever. They were great mm. school shoes. They anyway, um, so that you'd wear a uniform for most of the year, but every now and then they'd have a mufty day where you could wear your own clothes. Like dress down day, we would yeah, call that. Or probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah where you wear your own clothes. Like and casual Friday, but yeah. for school's... Yeah. yeah, and yeah. it was usually there'll be a fundraiser maybe involved or yeah, you'd pay for the privilege. Reason. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was there, and I, I've noticed that when Mufti Day came around, everyone still had a kind of a uniform. It was the Airtex shirts, the moleskins, and they all looked the same. And I went, it's really boring. So um, the next Mufti Day, I came in a tuxedo. <laughs> <laughs> Which I borrowed from my dad. It had the tails. Excellent. And, and then... Um, the and tails. And, it, and I was quite short when I was at college and people just went, what the hell? You know? And but then, why not? It's yeah. fancy dress day, basically. Yeah. And then after that, I think they had a farm day one year and everyone kind of came in their usual farm clothes. And I, my brother-in-law was, um, worked for doing wool, um, wool baling and yeah. he had a wool skin. So I sewed... A sheepskin around me. It worked as a sheep for the day. <laughs> was, uh, hopefully a cool day outside. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't remember. I yeah. love that, but that's the thing. It's like the the outfits, the kind of crazy yeah. outfits, is how my attention was first drawn to you back in would have been like the late nineties, early two thousands. Mm, yep, yep. Mid into the mid two thousands, maybe, and you were. Um, you were working for the local newspaper in mm-hmm. the um, in the art department. Yep, that's right. So you had uh, you would do these cartoons and stuff in the newspaper, and you had your own identity. You were King <laughs> Andy, yeah. of Hamoana, which is where you live, yeah. where you lived then, and you still yeah, live yeah. now. And so there would be he would have this caricature of himself in the paper with it was a crown of forks, and he had this cloak of. Spoons socks. or something. Socks. Socks. Cloak of socks. Yeah. Just silly. Really silly. Well, and you were just this crazy mythical. Cloak of socks. <laughs> well, it's kind of funny because Preacher. it's election time now. Yeah. And the whole, how it all came about was I was in Hamoana 
and all these signs popped up around town, you know, vote, blah, 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 blah. And, and I went, ah, oh, they were all a bit boring. And I had a house that was on a corner of a, um, like a T section. And I thought, I'm just gonna have a bit of fun. And I, just one night I painted up a sign that said, vote Andy for King. And I put it up on the side of my, the fence there. And you know, that was the joke. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, I found out the polling booth was actually going to be at the Hamwana Hall, which was right opposite us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought, oh yeah, I'll take this joke a bit further, and I set up my own polling booth <laughs> with a um, with a um, sort of a bench, and I put out a, a, a box for box, the votes. Yeah, a box for votes, and I formed a fill in that said, uh, I can't remember now. Yes, maybe, definitely, or something. Did you take any photos? I did. I did. I had. I'd like them to somewhere. see them. Yeah, see them. And. Um, I actually ended up getting like 600 votes on the <laughs> vote. And I thought, I can't stop the joke now, I've got to yeah. carry on. Oh so I thought, well, I've been locally elected as king, so I'll carry on. And we, um, at the same time, I was working at the paper, and they were creating a kids page, which I was doing, uh, just started doing with um, editorial, so it was called Mandy and the King. Well, I, I kind of said to them, well, I've just created this kind of alter ego, King Andy, we could use that. So it became Mandy and the King. And then... Um, Do you know, is there a Mandy? There is a Mandy, and she was working in editorial, so she was mm. a writer, and, mm. and yeah. I was in the art department. What was her surname? Do you remember? Mandy. Mm. Um, and she's, about, she's sort of our age, um, yeah. and really amazing, and I actually went to university with her, and was in the oh. hostels, and I still can't remember her surname. Sorry, Mandy. <laughs> yeah. Really sorry. Mm. Anyway, um, and then she... <laughs> Uh, left the job I think and so it just became King Andy's fun page which had built up a little bit I remember our editor at the time Louis Parade said I had a cult following of small kids and senior citizens and old folks home and I thought that's and great. lunatics in the middle <laughs> <laughs> and, com- and, uh, and my um, nemesis was the Country Women's Institute who who are sadly no longer around but mm. they I used are to they get not? No, they changed names to oh. something else now. Well, what is that? Explain that. What oh, so the Country Women's Institute was this, I guess it's oh. like the Lions? Yeah, oh, okay. sort of for like, women? yeah, like the Lions for, for um, rural women. Rural, yeah, yeah. Um, where they would meet and they would um, fundraise for yeah. things and, and, and draw attention to issues. And, and yeah. it was, so yeah. I, it was a big deal. I would Very kind of push, push the envelope sort of on thing. the kids' yeah. page a bit and have a lot of fun with it. And I kind of created a few things like a, a recipe of the week, and one was called Cup of Snot. <laughs> and basically, it was leek soup, but it just looked like snot. Yeah. And I had this whole, and they, they you can have murders and stuff on the front page, but you mentioned snot in the paper, and that. <laughs> I got letters from them, and letters to the editor saying, how could that be allowed and stuff? And <laughs> and and I kind of went, huh. And then they became my target for a lot of, yeah. um, and so I kind of labelled them as a terrorist cell for a while. For a while, yeah. and, you know, <laughs> and subtly I'd make reference to the Country Women's Institute on the kids page. You know, so uh, I yeah, I loved doing the kids page because it was just my cup of tea. And, and it was, and you there were there'd be drawings. You did these drawings of like really 
gross things like offal and innards and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know stuff that kids just Smell. love yeah, anything yeah. to do with poos and wheeze and yeah, farts real, real, and real immature humor stuff uh, it was kind of what i was right up your alley yeah i loved it and i loved pushing the envelope of a really you know hawkspace is quite conservative really mm. and i loved just that was probably the artist in me is pushing against that a bit well there was nothing like you before and certainly nothing like you during there hasn't been anything like you since but um you you got on a knitting buzz oh yeah yeah tell us about the knitting so (laughs) well as part of the kids page i thought i kind of want to introduce as well as having fun you want to introduce some other things and i came up with Oh, so at the time, Survivor, the TV series, had come on TV. Ah, and that was huge. It was huge, and I, for some reason, modelled this logo for the Hamwana Men's Knitting Club. I was also promoting Hamwana at the same time. So there's... I can see why I ended up in Hamwana. Yeah, yeah. Well, (laughs) well, it's funny, it's kind of because it's such a sort of sleepy coastal village, and I thought... It's a little bit like the Byron Bay of Hawke's Bay, isn't it? This little... And I just thought... You know, it's like something really ordinary, and you just promote it beyond mm. that, make it the Bondi of Hawks Bay or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I made this fictional Hum on a Men's Knitting Club, and I put um, sort of things in the, in the on the kids' page. And also at the same time, Hum on a School had a market day, and because I'd created this character of King Andy, I got to open the market day you know cut the ribbon and had a stall there and so I was um, thought I'd make up knitting packs for men mm. men's knitting and I kind of did it as a joke and then I got a lot of people come up and go oh my husband knits and oh yeah you know and so I actually had people wanting to join this real club and I had to kind of go well it's kind of just on paper. <laughs> it's kind of just not really existing. <laughs> so um, kind of half existed. And um, yeah, and people either ran with a joke or thought it was real and it was half the fun. It went so, for years though. Yeah, yeah. And so because I had this kind of wacky men's club, before men's clubs were even a thing, you know, there weren't a yeah. men's shed or a... Yeah, now there's men's book clubs yeah, 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 and yeah. all sorts. So it's probably not so funny now to do it. would be just like, oh, that's normal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I made this logo which said, out knit, out fart, out last. Yeah. Like the Survivor logo. <laughs> and I made up packs of knitting needles, which I got from the op shops, some wool, basics of how to knit, and a moro bar to sustain you through your knitting. Nice. Yeah, because you do yeah. need that. Yeah. It then, takes a lot out of you. And then I'd suggest things on the kids' page like, um, you know, to save your power bill, you should knit a wrap for your water tank and stuff like that. Well, you should. Soup spoon warmers and mm. stuff like that. Mm. You, know, you don't want a cold soup spoon. That can no, bring the no, mood yeah, yeah, right yeah. down. you got to eat your soup and it's cold. Ugh. No. It's true, People warm up their coffee cup before they have a coffee, you know, yeah. same with a soup spoon. Mm. Gotta keep it warm. <laughs> Still learning after all these years in Hawks Bay. Still learning. Yeah. Um so and then and then you started making other things. Like uh, you had like because you I remember going into the, I think there's a 
craft shop in Hastings. Might have been the one over the road. Coco and Co. Coco and Co. um, But I would see these little like cushions in the shape of of awful like of of our internal organs. Oh, the morgue mates. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, where are these from? And it'd be like, oh, it's the fat spatula guy. And I'm like, who's the fat spatula guy? And lo and behold. Yeah. Well, I had to get the name for the fat spatula. Oh, yeah, yeah, so that? fat spatula started off as a name for cartoons that I was drawing, and I based it off. Ages ago, there was a Wellington band called Fat Mannequin, and I really I loved them. Yeah. the name Fat Mannequin. They were great live. And then I don't know where spatula came from. But it's just, it just a cool word. That's yeah, where it spatula. It's a great word. It's a fat great. spatula. You need a good spatula. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I the, yeah. the yeah. amount of times when oh, I've lost right. my spatula and I've not known what to do. You should always have a couple of them. But, but you've got to have the right ones. Yeah. You know. Mm. Yeah. Some don't cut up, do they? Yeah. No. And I'm not sure about the handleless spatulas. Oh. You know that the, just the handheld spatulas, no, which are wrong. like just the base, and you're supposed to use them with just your hand. No, that's no, wrong. Do it. I'm not, I'm, you might as well use your fingers. You might as well. <laughs> yeah. oh, so, I have. Yeah. yeah. So fat spatula that um, became my kind of um, brand, I guess, and I started making stuff under that. And the morgue mates came about because I was doing the market days with a stall starting off with the Men's Knitting Club and the Harmona Lemon Marketing Board, which is another story. And um, I created, I, well, I saw there were a lot of things Lemons do need marketing. Were, and as a bloke at a market day, I was in the minority because it's mostly women mm, mm-hmm. and they're selling to kids. And yeah. So I thought, oh, what are, what are boys like? Boys like guts. <laughs> They like guts. Yeah, and I thought, yeah. well, this is like a plush or a thing, you know, something you can hug that's a lung or a kidney or a, the kind kidney. They had nice names. Mm. Lovable lung, kind kidney, huggable heart. Huggable heart. Which, ironically, I've sold a lot of those to people visiting people in hospital who've had heart surgery. Right Obvious. <laughs> Take them a heart. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. what else could they be? Like a... Like a um, inventive intestine I'm not sure and, but and also it was a, a vessel for because I love drawing and I love illustrating so I could illustrate these lungs and heart and I got them printed on fabric so I did the whole thing I printed them on fabric I sewed them up stuffed them hand sewed them up although Beck my wife did a bit yeah. of that too so <laughs> um, yeah it was good fun and we'll be back after the break hey everybody Decibel Wines is the newest tasting room in the best block of Hastings City on the east block where it's all happening right in the heart of the action with uh, you know the distillers and the common room and a bunch of great restaurants and other uh, great shops and as our neighbors in the area there's something for everyone in our shop though with 18 wines available under the decibel junta and testify collections we're treating podcast listeners to a 15% discount that's pretty that's pretty good on our website with the code podcast15 at checkout, head to decibelwines.com and use the promo code podcast15. I believe that's all caps. Uh, you know, I moved to New Zealand all alone in 2008 and started making these wines in 2009. I moved here with a dream and literally just a few bucks in my pocket. Uh, it all started with a very small amount of decibel Malbec, Sauvignon Blanc, and of course Pinot Noir from Martinborough. I make all these wines, buying fruit from so many great growers around Hawke's Bay and Martinborough. 
Um, so please come visit us uh, when you're in Hawks Bay. I'm usually in the shop hanging around. Uh, if I'm not there, there's some other great people helping out and know the story and know about all the wines. Or just visit decibelwines.com and use promo code PODCAST15 at checkout for 15% off. Cheers. Okay, let's get back to the show. So, I love that. <laughs> You've got to have a look at them. That, I mean, they, you need to have some here in the shop, Dan. They're See, very is, cute, these cushions. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I know this is an audio podcast, and we, we will have some video to accompany it, but this is why... Um, you know, you can't go with stereotypes and you can't go with, you know, the, the what is it, the cover. You don't judge a book by its cover. <laughs> no, no. Because, um, you know, if I were to see you walking down the street, I'd probably think you were working at the job site down the road or something, you know? <laughs> well, to be uh, fair, you know, with the, with the wraparound shades, but the T-shirt should have given you given it away. Oh, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's one of my uh, shirts. So, oh, yeah. um so you can't really see it because we're not well I can see it but this is and you know there will be a little bit of video but Andy's arrived with a with a beautiful electric blue t-shirt with a logo on the front that has a manatee or a, or a, a dugong, a dugong on it yeah. and um, the logo is move along dugong security services hmm. um, it looks kind of fun but it also looks looks official I mean when you turn around the back of the t-shirt has insecurity yeah. <laughs> written on the back <laughs> so you know well I said a um, concert as you do and you see these people wearing sort of security shirts and I thought that's kind of cool but I want one that like I'm feeling really insecure yeah. you know and then I made this fictional um, security services up just because I like dugongs I mean who doesn't yeah I don't even I didn't even know there was another name for manatee manatee dugong are they the same animal they're the same animal yeah yeah they're the same animal um, but there are different um, different types of Manatee slash dugongs. Yeah. They're not all the same. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, like, they're, they're like a dog. No, they're different. Yeah, some go a little more. Some people, water. do you know what? They'll be the same people that go Shiraz and Syrah are different. <laughs> yeah. you know, like, no, same grape. Same yeah. grape. They just taste yeah. different. And, you know, no, no. But they're such no, a weird no, animal, aren't they? Really? Oh, they're weird, but you know, they're endangered. They're really, yeah. you know, everything's. Um, I know this because, why do I know this? I know they're endangered because I was listening to a podcast and one of the podcast hosts was a dugong oh. um, scientist, a is manatee it, scientist it, in um, Florida. Is it propellers that are the worst thing for them? Like they killed off by... There's propellers, propellers, but also the um, just pollution in the water uh-huh. and there's yeah. no, no grass because they're Cause vegetarian. They're like cows, they? Yeah. Sea cows. They just kind of float around and... Yeah, and they eat the grass that grows, um, seagrass, yeah. and because of pollution and um, just people building, living, yeah, yeah. you know, and people sort of building out into the water and stuff, all the grasses around the shorelines and stuff, they're all disappearing, so they're starving to death. Oh. So I reckon the best way to save them is to farm them. Yeah, farm them. That's what I, th- that's I, what I thought what about the kiwis. would be like. I often ask about that Chubby, with kiwis. probably. Fun yes, them. But they're probably vegetarian, I imagine, so they might be quite nice. They're quite like nice. Lean. Seafood, yeah. Well, grass-fed beef is nice. Well, it's same with um, elephants. You could farm elephants. And they wouldn't take up much space. You could just make a big pool, like a really big pool. You know, <laughs> top story, like apartment pools. Yeah. You know, like levels of pools. And just put lots of manatee grass. And grass. And manatees. Well, it would be a manatee you tower. Probably, you could probably, you know, like hydroponics, grow that grass in big warehouses that's that's all you'd need to do have a have a manatee park but like the prawn park in Rotorua we can repurpose the prawn park yeah well people you'd have a, have a go at um, manatee fishing <laughs> how would but you do that? Harpers? With 
<laughs> yes, but put like with a harpoon, but with a big bale of hay or something on it. You, you know. <laughs> the merch. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might have to explore oh, this idea. But that's the thing, if it's endangered, you, why don't yeah. you just like round them up, you know, farm them, get them up to the level that yeah. you need, and then... and Because then you don't get sheep, endangered sheep, do you? No, you don't. Not that I've not that I've noticed. There might be or sharks. Sharks. Yeah. There are endangered sharks. Some, some, yeah. yeah. But I think there's a lot out there still. They're getting more and more confident. Yeah. Sharks. Yeah. I, I, I nearly wore my other shirt, which is um, Shark Week, which Shark Week. Play on Shark Week, but it's Shark Week. I get it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I quite often get people go, what, "What's a shark?" Well, I go, oh, you know. Yeah. Halfway between. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll leave that one with you. But because I never quite understood Shark Week, I kind of it was a weird thing that kind of just popped up. Like yeah. it's very American, I think. It's yeah, it's all from the Discovery Channel, right. one of the cable channels in the U.S. Mm. They would like, you know, in the summertime, once you know, they would just say, "Oh, it's going to be all shark documentaries this right. week, Shark Week," and, shark. Then, and then like mm. it just kind of became a thing. Yeah, like, cause yeah. it it's pretty awesome to watch sharks all the time. <laughs> oh, totally, and, and it's a so, great money maker. Yeah, and so everybody was watching, watching it. it, and then all of a sudden, I think people started really. Like, I think Shark Week's like once a month now, you yeah. know, because they're just well, constantly... Well, here in Hawksway, we have Shark Week. Shark Week. Shark yeah. Week. <laughs> Raise and awareness about um, bowel issues. We, sh- we should put a link to... Um, we should maybe... Put a link to Shark Week? <laughs> Is there a website for that? Or? Uh, maybe they not... Well, there's a... On my Facebook Create a website. Facebook page. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And um, because I think there's not... There's a... There's we a distinct could, lack of awareness yeah, well, for, for, for the, sh- the, the uh, shouting. Bell, bell cancer, maybe? I think it's a good idea. Promote, yeah. bell, look, bell yeah, combine it with um, the bell cancer IBS yeah. um, movement, shall we say, excuse the pun. Um, <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Well, I'm not excusing the pun. No, Everyone no. excuses yeah, the pun. I'm no, actually quite proud of that pun. pun. Yeah, mm. that was a good one. Yeah. It's the light bays of our lives. That's it's great. That's like, what hooked me. Thank you. I think, it's, I think it's my best work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things you kind of get jealous that someone else thought of it yeah. for you. you know? Yeah, soz. Yeah. Well, where, where, where do you see our, uh, our logo? Ooh. Oh, the logo's Does just it, gold. Is there yeah. an hourglass? Yes. There is an hourglass in there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's there. a misty. There's lots of misty. I think there's like tomato and the peak in the background yeah, or something of too course. of course and some oceans and yeah, yeah but you need one of those um soap opera theme songs too mm. i was thinking we should do like a well, synth, a like little, 80s synth, yeah. you know like a little uh dramatic video get your acting skills out and, as and an intro okay um, like a like a you. soap opera scene to introduce the new podcast yeah like like i am um, like i've been um hiding behind a curtain you know like watching some thing take place and I'm like ah, discover you know like oh like gotcha like, gotcha like a gotcha there's moment. always a drama in every episode isn't there yeah I or maybe like, I accidentally shoot someone yeah <laughs> in my ball gown with my shoulder pads yeah, up yeah. here I was thinking more like you're you were crying and I, and I come up and I'm like, Yvonne, yes, more like that. But you hand show, on head, you, you have know. to show your abs before you Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, right. and, and we'd need to Give really sculpt six months, your think, sideburns, you know, yeah. and you'd need to, and, and, you know, make your hair, like blow wave your hair and stuff. I could do well. Yeah, to yeah. Then up there a little he bit. He broke my heart. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> yeah. There's, there's always fun to be here, isn't there? 
highlight. Well, it sounds like you're the uh, creative guy to help us do that. You know, <laughs> we got a lot of little projects going. Yeah. What are you up to? Well, what, what have you been doing since the uh, newspaper? So uh, yeah, stuff when, when the newspaper at some point they decided they because I was taking a full page in the newspaper and they decided that. Um, <laughs> but I should be paying to be in the paper rather than them paying me to be in the paper. And I went, and, I went, and my um, biggest um, supporter, which was Louis, had left the job and so came under fire and um, they decided that we're going to centralise everything in Auckland. And yeah. So I lost kind of my platform that I had, which, um, which was as a kid's page. And then... Um, yeah, and uh, I, so I abdicated from being King Andy because mm-hmm. it just became too much. It was no longer fun. I did it for a joke, and the joke had gone on too long. Yeah, <laughs> as, as does occur. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I, um, but even today, you know, maybe it's ten years ago, maybe people still come and go, "Oh, King Andy." I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> have you still got your crown of I have forks still got and my your crown of forks. cloak of spoons? And it was um, on the front. It was half of a Kingswood label for a Kingswood car so I just broke off the, the wood on the end and just had King, King on that and um, had forks I don't know why I decided to make a crown of forks but because it looks cool, cool. Yeah, yeah it looks cool so and they're easy and, because and the cloak was all together. socks from oh socks not socks. spoons so so the socks were you know when you do a, a spin wash in your a washing machine mm. and then one sock has disappeared yeah all the always ones. yeah so oh. I had a theory that Actually, there was a black hole being created in your spin wash, which a sock would disappear down, and they would appear in my backyard. And so I sewed these all onto my cloak as a cloak of socks, and it was really heavy (laughs) (laughs) and really hot to wear, but I've still got that as well. Do you know what? I once did, I was folding my laundry. This is when my kids were younger. I was folding the laundry, and I counted, and I laid them out on the floor, nine individual socks. Yeah. Nine so people for a family me, of four. People would send me those socks, and I'd add them to my cloak, because they'd go, oh, you collect all these odd yeah, socks. Yeah. So for a while, I was just getting random you know, socks. packages of socks, and people would just hand me a single sock, um, like Dobby for a while. Just like Dobby. Just like Dobby. If only Dobby had yeah. really known that you existed, he would have never, yeah. had, a, never had a problem. Um, I saw an ad in the, uh, in the paper... This morning, actually, mm-hmm. in the in the Hawks Bay today, and the you know how they have the trade trade section where they have these little square yeah, ads yeah. in the back. It's like you know, clear your guttering, you know, yeah. the tiles, classifieds, classifieds, but kind of slightly bigger. And there was an ad for the um, the New Zealand wool company. I forget their names. Sorry, um, Socktober. Oh, Socktober. And I looked at that ad and it was like, yeah, it's October, it's two for one. And, and you know, um, um, share this on Instagram and you'll get like more of a discount or something. I forget, I should have brought it in. Um, and I thought, God, you know, they've waited 12 months to put that ad in. Yeah, they're excited. They're excited. And it was like, literally, it was like, Five yeah, by little, five, like a little, tiny yeah. little thing, and they, just, and they tried to cram as much information oh, yeah. about Socktober into that ad. And I well, thought, now oh, it's that's spoken super here. exciting. The no, world knows. Yeah, you've, yeah you've check out a, a Socktober, guys. If I was still king, I'd be fully under socks. Yeah, it's October because that was I kind of latch onto these random things like socks. So then I had in the kids' page again, I had um, 
how to catch a feral sock kind of in mm. the, in the, well they're ferocious little buggers yeah, you don't yeah, want to go near them in the mating fast. season yeah. it was a bit like um, Steve Irwin Crocodile Hunter was the Sockadile Hunter Sockadile and, and um, how to tame a feral sock and all those sort of things which mm. I mean adults probably read it and wouldn't go what the the kids loved it mm. I loved that yeah so when uh, when good socks when go did they, when did they because yeah. I, I I've kind of noticed that. So when did they centralize all the people? That was probably right around when I moved here in 2008. I remember the Hawks Bay today sort of yeah. became, or maybe it was yeah. happening More Auckland, then. Auckland, Auckland yeah. yeah. And it was very taken over by the Herald or whatever. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, yeah. All the fun was taken out of it. Yeah. Curses. Yeah. So then I, yeah. But so I still like the Herald because they are my employer and I love yeah, it. Yeah. Babes, so yeah. No, 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 nothing against <laughs> so the, the when, Herald, when, but I'm when, saying that the local thing yeah. is kind of taken, you know, there's like a little bit of a local section online mm, and stuff, yeah. but it's not the, same. not the same. People don't read print as much anymore. No, either, no that's you know? true. That's so true. They don't. I understand the decision, but it's like, ah, what a shame. You know? mm. So mm. Um, at the time, I was also freelancing as a graphic designer to help pay the bills. So I. And my wife was studying to be a midwife, and we had young kids, so we kind of did a whole role reversal. So she went to work, and I went home, looked after the kids during the day, and worked in the evenings. And we'll be back after the break. How do everyone? My name's Yvonne Lawkin, and I'm the co-founder and chief tasting officer of winefringe.co.nz, the best wine subscription service in all the land. And it's the best because my team and I hunt high and low to find delicious wines that we match to your individual taste buds. We do, by science. And then we deliver them to your door at a price and frequency that suits you. Essentially, we match wine to people. Now, we know you want to try new wines. We know you're curious, but we also know that it's really hard to break free from those boring, same old, same olds from the supermarket. So we take the hassle and the guesswork out of choosing great wines because if I know how your taste buds work, then you can trust me to go and find those wines for you. And it's super easy to do. So go to winefriend.co.nz, click on Get Started to fill out our fun questionnaire that helps me understand how you taste wine, choose a plan that suits your budget, choose your combo of red and whites, choose your delivery frequency, pop in your payment and delivery details, and then sit back and wait for a whole new world of wine to open up. And... If you use the word Yvonne as your promo code, that's Y-V-O-N-N-E, then you'll automatically receive an insanely excellent 24% off your first subscription case. Yes. So the plans are flexible. You're not locked into anything. You can buy more of the wines you love with a simple click or tap and become a wine friend. We'll all live happily ever after. Cheers. Okay, let's get back to the show. But... As time went on, you know, most of my design stuff was for newspaper or magazine, and that just completely died. Mm. So I just started making my own stuff more, my own products. So the thing that I really loved about your new... Like, I love the cushions mm. and the knitting and um, the T-shirts, but the paintings. Yeah. So... Yeah. Dan, and he does these paintings, right? He gets the like op shop paintings, yeah, old, op shop prints. old prints old of like, like yeah, that. like Edwardian or Victorian yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of scenes, you know, um, yeah, uh, constables and all yeah, those yeah, yeah. Ye, ye olde English artists or the or the Flemish or whatever, and and paints random little characters in the scene. 
Okay. Either little or really big. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can you explain uh, it? Because it's just yeah. so great. So I, I paint normally and I quite like just using a weird canvas and I came across these old, you know, they're all in the op shops, people mm. just throw them away and I was like, these, these would be great because they love, sometimes they have great frames and everything. Yeah, so yeah. Take these lovely old landscapes. And, and I decided, I didn't want to paint over the complete painting, but I wanted to add something to the story. So it's like, for me, it's like telling the punchline to a joke that someone else has set up. Yeah, so yeah, they'd yeah. have these scenes, you know, and there'd be a lovely landscape. And then um, I would take, and I kind of was at the same time sort of referencing pop culture and stuff like that. So I put the, like on some of them, I put like the Google man, you know, where you drag to drop on to Street View. And I put them in this painting with the spike that had gone through a horse drawn carriage <laughs> and, and Google Man's kind of being dragged onto the spot. So it was like the Google Maps is interacting. Killed yeah, this. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and I think I called that one Soz or something. Soz. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, I just love using those old prints. I try not to paint over paintings that people have done, but more the prints that there's yeah. you know, mass produced at some time. I got a really little one from you. <laughs> like it was one of the really tiny ones yeah. of, and it was a sort of slightly biblical scene, Dan, of, <laughs> of, and it was really little, so about that big, in a beautiful little frame of a shepherd um, with a, in robes, yeah. shepherd in robes with a staff, you know, and, and the sheep you know, around him and on a grassy knoll, right? Sure. And he had his hand, like he's holding his staff and he had his hand sort of like that. And in the corner of the painting, and it's a really little piece, in the corner of the painting it's got um, like a like a text message um, yeah, yeah, bubble. bubble. Yeah. And it's got um, um, just uh, just out with the out with the sheep, uh, BRB. And then the other one, and then the other res- reply thing is like, what the flock? Yeah. And this is, this is, I, I can't, I, I should not, because I look at it every day. But it's just so cute. And I saw it online and I was like, I must have that. Because so is it's there, just so yeah, funny. So online, is there a place yeah. people can find yeah, all so this stuff? I, um, yeah, put, I do these paintings and I put them online and I also do prints of those paintings. But I... Um, in my spare time, <laughs> I'm one of uh, three that run the Department of Curiosities and Fine Things in Napier. Oh, yeah. So I've got a kind of a space there which I've got all my creations in, which allows me to get Yvonne, out Yvonne, you're looking up his website now? Or? Um, well, I was, but I, now I've, I've... So what's the website so, where they can find uh, it? Fat Spatula. Fat Spatula. Yeah. Now there is a band in the UK called Fat Spatula. So you have to be careful not to use their website. Well, I was finding people were linking that to that, and I'd get sort of traffic from them, and so I contacted them and went, "Ah, oh, great name," and they were like, you know, so we had this sort of back and forth between them. So we kind of provide each other, really. Yeah, I don't think I think you're in slightly different yeah. spaces. Yeah, uh, yeah. Obviously, different places, but yeah. in the uh, in the art world or. In the, yeah. in the commerce world as well, you're you know you're obviously going for slightly yeah. different things, <laughs> yeah, yeah. unless they come touring through. Uh, Hawks well, Bay when at I was in the UK, I went over there for a holiday and I, I saw they were playing and I, with our, our schedule didn't quite line up with where they were. I was hoping to just pop yeah, onto one of yeah. the shows, but yeah. Do you know what kind of music it is? Uh, I guess uh, 
slightly punk maybe yeah 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 i was trying to find this website that um was kind of similar to what you were doing with um with the with the paintings and it's the um the plates like dinner yes. plates have yeah, you seen yeah. that there's yeah. this woman who makes these great plates and just adds a bit that, into them that is and they're so good like that they'll be um you know beautiful little plates with say pictures of birds yeah. <laughs> birds or something like that and um and then there'll be this beautiful lovely gold lettering along the bottom which you don't we can walk past it if you're not really looking at it, if you look at it, and it will say something like, you know, some regrets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or um, my favourite is this beautiful uh, plate that I've got with this lovely meandering, like stream, like a like a river kind of, and these lovely windmills on the side, <laughs> and picturesque houses and sheep's in the fe- sheep in the fields and that kind of thing, and um, this little inscription on the top going. Row, row, row your boat the fuck away from me. <laughs> and it's like this little boat, like in the string. And it's like, oh, it's kind of that I love it. Of, you know. <laughs> and that's what I liked about the paintings I was doing is some of them are real subtle and some are real yeah. in your face. But people have a connection, like a lot of people have a connection because their nana had that print, that painting above their fireplace. That's exactly what I was thinking was yeah, nana you know, painting. People come yeah. and they go, oh. Oh, yeah. I didn't have that. Oh no, she didn't have that one. Yeah. <laughs> do people ever come to you with one of those yeah, paintings and yeah. say, "Can you Andyfy this?" They do. Can you fat um, spatula it? And not all paintings are equal. Like there's mm. some of them are been coated with a um, protective layer, and they're oh. really hard to paint on. But okay. Uh, and also sometimes some paintings just don't work for an addition. They're already too busy. Yeah. So yeah, I, I've got selective now about what paintings yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. You're, but when you see it, you know, yeah. like, oh, that's a good one. I yeah, can mess and up you're kind of looking yeah. for some, you know, a scene set up, but there's room for something else. Kind yeah. Of yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, I just love that. So, in the, in the, you were talking about your spare time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, oh, no, this is a good, the, what, what am I trying to say? Come on, Yvonne, brain. Um, um, Waka Ama. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you are... Are you still doing it? Yes. So yeah. can you explain what for what, what Waka Ama is for the people that well, don't know? I was never sporty. I was all the, always the arty, funny guy. So I was never into sports and kind of actively got away from them. But I got into Waka Ama because my neighbour was going and trying it out. And went, oh, yeah, I'd have a go at that. And I, so basically it's uh, outrigger. So it's a six-person walker and has a... That's where I know you from. I went to one of those one Saturday, ah, Saturday morning or Sunday yes. morning or something. Like an intro one. Yeah, I went with uh, Tim. Ah, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I can't. Ah. I couldn't commit to it because I, you know, I thought it was fun. I'd love to do yeah, it, yeah. but I can't go every week and I got a two-year-old, you know, on a oh, business this is around. nice. So yeah. you yeah. actually yeah, have yeah. me up there. Yeah, time. and I got out there on the water and yeah, it was fun. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. It's so like I, dragon boating, but with, yeah. a, with an outrigger. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it's a... Um, Pacific Island kind of motor transport, which when um, Māori came to New Zealand, they didn't really use the armour because we had trees big enough to turn into big water. Mm. So, um, but then in, I think around 1990s, maybe, they got introduced the sport as a sport. So the armour is what? The armour is like a smaller... 
a bit on the side that stops you falling in. Yeah, so yes. that's why it's called waka ama. Yeah. I didn't know, I didn't know. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Got, so okay. the middle bit's called a waka. And then the side outrigger piece is called an ama. That's why it's called waka ama. And I just got into the sport and I just love being on the water and I love the banter with all the guys. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And girls. And girls, yeah. yeah but mostly I've tra- uh, trained with a men's squad, so. Yeah. Um, How often do you train? Uh, at the moment, three times a week. What? Plus I'm doing intro uh, Sunday mornings. We've got like an introductionary kind of class, which I love teaching new people because... I think that's what I went to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're basically professional that's now. On, in Clive. <laughs> that's in Clive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a big commitment, but obviously yeah. you just love it. Well, and, then, and I kind of got... I've made a lifestyle around being able to, available to do it, so... And um, through Wakarama, though, I also got into... Um, I actually did a diploma in Wakarama through the Wananga. Wow. <laughs> Which is kind of a weird thing to have a diploma in. Yeah, nice. I think it's great. <laughs> but part of that was learning about the voyaging waka, and I got to go on Te Matau Maui, and now I crew on that as well, the sailing waka. And uh, I was fortunate enough to do a trip to the Chathams on... Um, Probably two years ago, January. Um, How long did it take you to get there? Four or five days, but it was done with traditional navigation. So basically, oh. when we hopped on, we handed over our phones and our watches, any kind of modern um, tech. The only person that knew where we were was the skipper who, because it's a commercial vessel, has to have um, GPS, you know, GPS and yeah. everything. Mm, mm. But we had two mm-hmm. navigators one was kind of doing a um, um, like a graduation type thing and one that was learning and basically used the stars to navigate from Napier through to Chathams wow pluck, pluck this sort of island in the middle of nowhere <laughs> yeah it was great it was one of those epic journeys that how, just, how many hours a day are you doing it to get there and um, was all it day. four or so five days so you have um we had three uh, shifts of, I think, six people. And basically the walker can sleep uh, 16, I think. And you just wow. walk around. Yeah. What was it like? Because it's, like, it's quite open yeah. to the elements and things oh, like that. Yeah. What, was it just, uh, were you kind I, of, I had, were you scared? No, I was kind of, not scared, but when I... I'd never been off, I'd been sailing around the coast, but I've never been so far off that you don't see land. Yeah. So I was mm. unsure how I'd feel in the middle of this ocean. Mm. And that was actually fine. I, I loved it. Did it was, you see any whales or, or uh, dolphins I didn't or sharks personally, or anything? but one of the shifts heard one in the night, or came out and it came up, oh. saw um, we had albatrosses following us. There was the same pair followed us all the way there. And then when we're coming back, they followed us all the way back. That's back. magic. Yeah. It was it was just one of those kind of wow. Yeah, yeah. So moments. it took you four days to get there. What you were yeah. you went around the island and another four days. Oh, back. I know. We we, oh. we we called in there and we stayed. We were only going to stay for a few days, and there was a cyclone started oh. coming down. Oh. I've forgotten the name of the cyclone now. And they said, "Okay, Pam? you might have been one of those big ones mm. coming through," and they said right well we've got to head off now to try and beat it um, 
And That's a bit of pressure. Yeah. yeah. So basically, we went from <laughs> kind of, we were going to stay Metal three faster. or four days to we're staying one night, and we had to re. And I was the quartermaster as well, so I had to quickly restock for the journey back because you got to carry all your food, water, yeah. um, enough supplies for yeah. And um, we got all that sorted. Went to head out of the bay. The wind started coming in. The waves started coming in, and we spent all day just tacking back and forth trying to get out of this one bay and then the skipper went no nope, we're turning back because we we had um, all sorts of mishaps we ripped a sail we um, had um, life jackets on which self-inflating but the waves were breaking over the top so and, you're and all inflating, inflating. Oh. And, they, and they couldn't um, deflate them because then they're not they can't work so we turned back and we were there for another week I think 10 days which is great because you just get fed up on seafood, crayfish. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know if you've been to the Chathams. It's no, such a weird place. I haven't, but you know, I, I have a husband who's addicted to fishing shows and oh, things, so yeah. there's a lot of Chatham Islands Yeah, it's rich in seafood. And incredible stories and, and quite yeah. a crazy landscape. It's kind of, yeah, the landscape, I was trying to, it's kind of part of New Zealand, but not part of New Zealand. Mm. It's kind of this weird, has its own culture. Um, so the landscape, I would say, is a cross between Mahia and Invercargill, if you can kind of okay. imagine that. Random. So it's okay. kind of like windswept and rugged, but very beautiful and coastal kind of. Mm. Yeah. And really beautiful beaches, but really cold because the water comes straight from the Antarctica. From Antarctica. Comes, I think it comes under and it kind of pops up at the shelf there and that's huh. why there's all that seafood because it's such a rich kind yeah. of food. Area. Would you do it again? Oh yeah, I'd do it again. Uh, yeah, and so I've been crewing on this on Tomato Maui, which is great. It's, um, I, if, if you want to learn Te Reo, and sort of, it's a pathway into right. the, the sort of Maori worldview as well. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Yeah, and it's so you're doing stuff and you're learning um, Waiata and Karakia as yeah. well, part of it and learning sort of the names of the walker and, and Tereo and So if somebody wants to go, just do what I did, go show up on a Sunday morning? Um, yeah, they have trainings on a Wednesday night. So I was there last night. We just were testing. So it's got... Um, and it's in Clive at the... Oh, no, this is in Napier. Oh, there's a Napier in a Clive. So this That's is right. the double-hulled yeah, yeah. voyaging walker. Yeah, the big one. The big, yeah. big one, yeah. Mm. So we're using sails instead of yeah. buoy and, yeah. And where's that in Napier? Um... Just like Ahuriri? Yeah, yeah, in the, um, kind of near the marina, yeah. uh, opposite the pubs kind of in there. Huh. Yeah, you'll see it tied up. So, um, back to your um, your life as a as an artist mm. and a creative, and you said you had a couple of couple of kids? Yeah, well, three. Three kids? Do they do, think, yeah. <laughs> that you know of, that you know of, no. um, that they, do they do what you do? Are they arty? Are they uh, kind of like... Yeah, what yeah are in they? their own ways. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, cool. um, are they here? Are they in Hawke's Bay or are um, they scattered so now? As the kids have done, a couple of them have come back home. Yep. Yeah. They, um, so my eldest, Jacob, is a teacher at Harmona School. Oh, excellent. So on his first day teaching, I went with him because I took him on his first day to school, so it was like a reenactment. Yeah. Of <laughs> that's so <laughs> funny. <take> to school. <laughs> that's my daughter was. Um, she her first job out of Teachers College was at um, Rarika right. Primary, which is yeah, where yeah. she went to school. Oh right, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's something, something quite cool about going back to the school mm. year, cadet. Um, my 
daughter Madeline is in Wellington and she's working in an early child care, so she's kind of the same yeah. for teaching, but she's very um, creative, arty, and Malachi, my son, is at home. He's doing odd jobs and stuff. When awesome. He's at Oz, so, yeah. Very so, cool. Yeah, so Jacob and his partner and Malachi are back home living with us and Maddie is down in Wellington. So. Brilliant. Yeah. Very cool. Well, we've probably... We're, we how are we doing for time? We're, 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 we're good. We did enough. We did say. enough. Yeah, awesome. yeah. Okay. I mean, you did again. enough for a mellow puff. Yeah, just going to edit out all the rubbish. <laughs> no, no, no. Very little editing on this. This um, has been so interesting because no, the thing is, I, um, you know, I see you in passing or I see you on the shelf or I see you online. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. But I've never really sat down and had a really good conversation with you about <laughs> all the things that you do. And it was nice yeah, to be yeah. able to kind of piece them together and and we're really grateful you could come in and spend some time with us and yeah it's been fun it's kind of super fun one of those things you go oh yeah no i've never done that i'll give it a go what you haven't you're not you're not a podcast regular no no i I like listening to podcasts what are Uh, your favorites do you you remember uh, oh i really like invisibilia i don't know if you've heard invisibilia it's i think it's just finished it's all um put out by as it NPR mm-hmm. it's all the unseen forces that shape your the way you think and how you, you kind of oh, yeah all those nice. kind of okay. heady brain kind of stuff you know and uh, yeah, yeah no, I like just, it I like it already and the other my other favourite all time favourite is Ship Town oh I love Ship Town yeah, yeah. oh Ship Town's so great <laughs> yeah. oh I always recommend that to people to listen to oh Ship Town is the Town, best <laughs> oh I love that podcast so hard yeah I have to try I don't know you got to yeah you got yeah, it right. you've got it's look. on the list um that, was that the one where um the with the 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 clock yes yeah and we're kind of redneck yeah kind of it was was fascinating yeah Yeah, that is a podcast for for the ages that one Oh, that's yeah. A, yeah, a couple of recommendations. I prefer to end right on Shit <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> right on Shit Town. Because right. we're in our amazing town of Hastings, yeah. so yeah. thank you very much, um, Which Andy, for coming in. It used to be called in. Hicksville, didn't it? It used to be called Hicksville. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. kind of could be Shit Town. It's going better now. Which is better than, you know, Blenheim, which used to be Beaver Town. Oh. It was! Oh, no. I can tell you it's not Beaver Town. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for basing on us. Bye, bye, bye. Okay, ballers, thanks for listening. We are keen as for your comments. Um, And hey, ideas for fantastic folk that could be great for us to interview are always welcome. So contact us by email at baysofourlivesmail at gmail.com or message us on Facebook or Instagram. Bays of Our Lives is biodynamically produced by Daniel Brennan at Decibel Wines and Whole Bunch Pressed by Yvonne Lorcan. (laughs) 